0: Hello and welcome to the Media and Marketing Podcast, sponsored by MWW. My name is John Reynolds, the host. Uh, Later in the podcast, we talk to James Ty, the Chief Executive of Dennis Publishing, who gives us the full skinny on why the publisher of the Week and Viz has uh, this week been sold to a private equity company. Before that, we're going to talk tech companies striking property deals in London. Delighted to be joined by Will Will Colthorpe from Property Developer Argent, which is a partner in the Kings Cross Central Limited Partnership, which is responsible for the uh, development in Kings Cross. Thanks very much for joining me Will, great to have you on. Now this development in King's Cross is turning into a bit of a tech hub. You've got Google, Havas, Samsung and
1: now Facebook have announced the deal. First up, could could you just give us some particulars about the deal that you've struck with Facebook? So yeah, um, hi and thanks very much for having me on this. Um, So particularly with Facebook, uh, we and they, we've just agreed for them to go into three of our buildings across the estate here at King's Cross. So, across those buildings, we have one which is um, pretty exciting, um, right next to our Coal Drops Yard um, retail kind of redevelopment. Some you old know, coal sheds and so forth, we're sure. refurbishing, opening this autumn. And in that, uh, we've got about 200,000 square feet of office space. Um, and what we've found with many of our new occupiers, particularly the tech sector ones, is just really kind of getting an interesting, you know, specification of those offices and getting some interesting vertical connectivity between floor plates. So look out for lots of cutouts between floors and atria, and all all this sort of stuff, and some roof gardens too. Um, and then a couple of other buildings, Eleven and Twenty One Canal Reach. Yeah. This is actually pretty large. So those are two buildings that we're putting together to make four hundred thousand square feet. So the floor plate size is about a football field in oh, really? size, um, but a bit longer, a bit narrower but pretty big stuff there. And again, we're putting in lots of uh, roof gardens, roof terraces, atria. Um, So really kind of trying to create a community within the community. Okay,
0: so yeah, I think roof gardens are probably the norm now for tech companies. So in terms of these Facebook buildings, They've got planning permission, and they're not—they're not they're, they're going to be built. What soon in the next six months? That start building, or are already being built? What? Yeah,
1: absolutely. We've already started on site with these um, this summer with eleven to twenty-one Canal Reach, and we're starting in the autumn with Cubit um, Square as well. So the next couple of years, we'll see those taking shape, coming out the ground, um, and looking lovely.
0: Okay, so I mean, I guess there'll be thousands of people from Facebook. I know Facebook have got stuff already in Oxford Street and, and Regent's Place. Have you any idea if they're going to be able to? Uh, fill the space straight away, or that will be over time, or will they perhaps sublet somebody, some of the office space? Do you think?
1: Yeah, so over time, um, you know, they'll come along and fill up, fill up as they go. I think that, you know, really because we're building these from scratch, they're going to be two, three years away from completion. So over that time, we expect that they'll be be filling up nicely, ready for occupation in a couple of years' time.
0: Okay, I noticed that the, I think the Facebook on the press release, Rob Cookson. Um, whoever saw the deal he did talk about uh, great transportation access uh, and he also talked about expansion opportunities so I got the impression that maybe would they, could they look to take more office space or is there other expansion opportunities for them in King's Cross?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we have here at King's Cross is we have a really big office portfolio, which means we can really work with businesses over the long term. So if they're expanding, contracting, changing around what they're trying to achieve, you know, we're here um, and they can speak to us and we can speak to them and we just hopefully cater for them in the long term. So it's very much part of the offer. That we've tried to develop in what we've been doing as a business here
0: okay so facebook as i mentioned there's a bit of a tech up here you've got you've got the guardian nearby who Walk past to get here uh you've got facebook you've got uh, google and, and and havas too um so google just just uh, to, to give the listeners a bit of a feel google have a, a building already and they've signed a deal on more buildings then
1: yeah that's right so they are in occupation down in pancras square at the moment they've been there for a couple of years um, and they've got some YouTube studios in there. And at the same time, we've just started building a brand new HQ for them just south of the, uh, the Regent's Canal, just between Kings Cross and the, the canal, that, again, will be coming out of the ground over the next couple of years.
0: This is the building that's called the Ground Scraper, isn't it?
1: Indeed, the Ground Scraper. Why is it called the Ground Scraper, then? Uh, so this is its a kind of colloquial real estate term where you've got a building which... I guess is longer or wider than it is tall, and is of substantive size uh, vis-à-vis a skyscraper. Okay,
0: and that's, as you say, that that's got it's got everything from gym, uh, indoor sports halls, games. Um, you know, I think a full uh, wellness and fitness centre too.
1: Oh yeah, it's got everything. It's got pools. It's got a running track. It's got all you know all manner of new and interesting things um, for the workforce going on in there.
0: More broadly about the development, when you've got these big tech companies, what impact does that have on, um, well, if you're trying to entice other companies to come? I mean, is is that a bit of a a lure, a bit of a pull for other companies to say that Facebook and
1: Google are here? Oh, certainly. I mean, just building up critical mass. If you're in the development industry, you know, and like our company, you're taking new parts of London, new parts of the city, turning them around over a 10, 20-year timescale, there comes a point when you've started to build that critical mass, Like we have now with Google taking space, Facebook signing up, you know, host of others over the last five or six years, really, Um, and it just, you know, it almost becomes this sort of golden era when, you know, it's just, you know, running, running away, and everything's, everything's going tickety boo.
0: But you're not selling it. You're not selling to other. other, uh, businesses as a tech hub, then it's a bit more. I mean, there's other. Which of the businesses are here at the moment, then?
1: So we've got a whole variety. So yeah, you've pointed out we've got the tech sector here. We've also got, um you know, marketing and media. So Havas, their HQ is here in Pancras Square, as is Universal Music. We've got people like Louis Vuitton. They re- re- relocated up from um, the West End. Um, Auto Trader are here. Merck Sharp Doma here. their pharmaceuticals. Um, loads of people.
0: Okay, and I mean just. Not not to concentrate too much on the tech sector, but obviously you've got Microsoft in in Paddington. Uh, I think you've got Apple moving to, to Battersea. You've got Snap in Soho, Amazon in Shoreditch. Are you having conversations with these tech other tech companies about perhaps the opportunity to move into King's Cross too?
1: Uh, we are not. I mean, you've pointed out so Apple. You know, they they looked around a few years ago and they've obviously moved to Battersea. Um, Amazon did a big big move out to the Mid City a couple of years ago as well. Um, I mean, these are all companies who. Uh, likely to be growing in the future and like I say we are you know we're always happy to you know, converse and see who we can accommodate
0: but I mean is, is there any tech and media companies you're talking to at the moment who we could perhaps see inking the deal in the next 12 months uh, can tell you? Uh, well,
1: no there, not at the moment there isn't I mean we've just spent a lot of effort you know sure. working with Facebook on that and so I think the second half this year we'll be looking at looking at how we move forward and, and what next for us
0: yeah, and, and just, I mean, going on the, the Facebook and Google again, does, does it have an, a, an impact on office rent prices? And what about, does it help attract uh, new shops, restaurants and cafes to the area
1: too? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, all of these things, I guess. Um, we are entirely mindful that, you know, we're always trying to look at, well, what, what is it that we can do a bit differently with the mix of, you know, the sure. businesses that we have located here. So, yeah, I mean, we're mindful of that. And over the next few months, we, what we will see um, is a lot more shops a lot more restaurants a lot more cafes opening up and in amongst that there'll be quite an interesting blend okay. um, to come and look at
0: yeah no, great and last couple of questions uh, critics have described well I don't have been that much criticism but, but maybe the odd critic has, has pointed out that the King's Cross regeneration scheme is boring and doer uh, how do you respond to that
1: yeah, I'd love to understand what they thought of certain other schemes around London um, by, by comparison in that case. Um, I know, you know the late um, Zaha Hadid, unfortunately, you know, she, she, um, yeah, she, she was a bit of a critic of ours a few years ago. Um, I mean, I think we've you know, architecture we've gone through with contextual modernism pretty much across the scheme and there's a lot of fantastic things we have done and we are constantly pushing ourselves to think of what new and interesting things we can do.
0: Okay. So, and um, finally, um, I guess um, the, the, in, in the U.S., homelessness, uh, soaring property prices, and, and growing commutes are all symptoms of, of a tech boom. Is, is there a danger here that you know some of the locals might get um, priced out the area with all these you know big companies driving up rents around in Kings Cross?
1: Again, that's something we're pretty mindful of as well, um, and we're actually looking to see, you know, what our what our residential mix on the estate is, to make sure that we're kind of catering for all needs. There's there's a few irons in the fire, in that end, um, but yeah, and also we are mindful that, you know, of the wider wider benefits and economic sort of impacts we will have on the area. So there's a lot of work we go into that looks at, or what actually have we brought to the area, and how are we affecting those, and how are they actually going to benefit. From you know economic diversity that we're seeing and have seen over the last 20-30 years um, in London and particularly this area. Okay,
0: right. Okay, well that is fantastic. Right. Okay, and coming up next we've got uh, James Tyne. Okay, so thanks for joining me, uh, James. Congratulations on the deal. First up, why is Exponent, who is obviously a private private equity company, a good home for magazine publisher Den- Dennis Publishing, who is obviously home to the Week, Money Week, and Viz amongst other titles?
2: My, my primary reason, John, is their absolute knowledge of the sector. I think if you look at Exponent and their track record, they are really experienced in the media sector. Yeah. So they were the previous owners of the media media, as
0: you will no doubt remember. Yeah. Uh, they currently own the Racing Post. They're yeah. involved in the times Educational Supplement.
2: So they've got great experience in the sector, but what I also like, more of personal, uh, personal observation, but also just in, in how they've run their portfolio. They're really ambitious and forward-looking and I think that's really, really important for this uh, at the stage we're at now. So they're absolutely committed to growing the company and also working really hand in glove with the management team here. Yeah. Okay. Again, really important so that that uh, continues going forward. And even in the, the time we've been working together, there's already good chemistry uh, evolving between us and the, and the team in Exponent. So that it, it's, it's a great outcome as far as I'm concerned
0: Can you just give us the listeners some idea about how long negotiations have been going on for and, and also there was there was reports that the uh, DMGT publisher of the Daily Mail and Bauer Media were also interested in buying um, Dennis D- did it simply come down to the fact that Exponent were offering more money? Well I can't you know you, you can understand from my
2: point of view I can't go into specifics of the deal neither would it you know my, my deal to run I'm, you know I'm not a shareholder uh, I didn't um, I wasn't involved in, the, in the, sh- uh, the sale at all that was part uh, run by Livingston partners and the executives so I'm not going to comment on the details John I can answer one of those questions though because I absolutely was involved in the in the
0: process itself yeah. it was a long process. Dennis is a really interesting thriving big
2: complex business so it took a long time to eight the company in the right light but also a lot of conversations
0: uh, with a lot of party right okay so i mean uh, the, uh, and the suggestion is it was yeah. around one hundred and sixty uh, million mark uh, th- there was also another suggestion that i mean I don't, you say you're only involved to a certain extent that there was uh, interest there was a possibility of a management buyout too is that something that that, that you looked at well that is
2: as you understand the, the um Background to off into a private equity model, isn't it? The management mm. team are heavily involved in the company going forward. So, I'm, going to talk, I'm not going to talk about the price tag in specific, but I'm going to talk about the kind of environment, John, if that's helpful. Okay. I'll give you some sort of color around that. Yeah. So, the, there was a lot of interest in Dennis, I'm being honest. You know, that, that made the sale process complex, but also competitive. And, you know, my belief is that that interest is generated because Dennis is a good company, it's a strong company with a really good. And consistent track record of innovation and growth, and when you've got a strong company, you get a lot of interest. And when you get a lot of interest, that can create value, can't it? So I think, you know, without going into specifics, you can see how the journey has
0: evolved. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, there is one view, and this is a, this is a, this is only one view of private equity companies that they acquire businesses, uh, make cuts, including job cuts, and then you know sell businesses off five years later for a profit. I mean, have you had any assurance from Exponent that that's not going to happen with Denison?
2: So this equity is a big industry, isn't it? Uh, it covers an awful lot of companies. And I think you've identified it, John. There. I agree that he's quite a narrow view. But well, when private equity investors invest in a company, they've got an objective, haven't they? And different companies require different things. So if a company is in a sort of a perilous state, then clearly they're going to have to make some sort of rapid and Uh, difficult changes as you alluded to. That is not the case here, that's not the case with Dennis at all. So what Exponent, Steve is, and this stand the crystal clear Hello? okay, and in the US, and they want to explore new markets and opportunities to take this business to the next level. So this is not a purchase. I'm not saying that doesn't go on in the sector because it does. It's all about the company they buy, and what needs to be done with it? And with Dennis, so their view is really clear. <laughs> this is a growing company and they want it to grow faster and stronger. Um, so, and just by example, actually, I'm going to quote immediate media, John. Yeah. So when, when Exponent bought a media, I think, I think this what was BBC Worldwide at the time. I think they had about 800
1: employees. Okay. Memory, and when they exited, they had over 1,300. So, Exponent's
2: track record with a, in the media sector and with their ambition doesn't necessarily point to the,
0: example you gave if that's helpful. Yeah the quote from David McGovern from Exponent said we, we believe that there is significant opportunity to grow both its print and digital platforms which allow it to reach and engage even more readers and customers. Is, is, is there any more detail about how they're actually going to do that then? Is it more about e-commerce opportunities or?
2: It's going to be growth on many fronts. So again I spent a lot of time with David and the Exponent team and Clearly, we've got we've shared some plans with them, and you know the opportunities in media at the moment are vast, not just in the UK but in the US too. You can see, you know, we've done a lot of stuff ourselves in the last four years, even when we ran by the estate. You know, the Week Junior has been a, a standout success for us, and our buyer car business, uh, mm. the e commerce business, is, is is scaling at a huge rate. You know, Dennis is selling over over four hundred cars a month now through that business, which is a really interesting thing for a publisher to be doing. So, look, they'll work with the management team. We've got plans. You're definitely going to hear more from us, John. I promise you that over the next few months about what those plans are. But at the moment, I think we need to uh, complete this sale uh, and let our uh, teams know what we're up to as well. So there's quite a lot of work to do before we, before we start going public with some of these plans.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the management team there. There's obviously yourself, uh, Karen O'Connor, Julian Lloyd-Evans, amongst others. Presumably, you're on some sort of deal bonus to get that deal over the line. And then, later down the line, are you on some sort of earn-out? I mean, can you give us any colour to that at all? Well,
2: the private equity model is, is, is a pretty, I wouldn't say straightforward, a pretty well-trodden path, where uh, you, private equity's job is to actually align the management team, and this can be, um, it's, it's not just the people you mentioned, it can be a much wider management team, with the creation of value. And that's what they do, and that's what they intend to do. And I'm really pleased about that, because it means you've got shoulders that are utterly aligned with uh, Dennis's ambition, which is to grow the value. So yes, there's always a mechanism to
0: encourage a uh, senior team in the company to, to grow the value, and, and that's uh, hopefully what we'll put in place here. So, just just to be clear, you're staying with the business for the foreseeable future, or there is a plan for, for you to leave in, in, is it two years or five years, or...? Well, I've no,
2: I've, no plan I know for me to leave. No, I'm, I'm staying with the business, John. I, I, I'm really delighted by that. I, I've worked long and hard at Dennis, I've seen the company completely change and grow. Uh, I, I have um, a huge amount of affection for what Felix created in the forest as well. And I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there for the journey. Uh, and I think I can speak for the rest of the management team and say they are too that you know, We're collectively delighted and excited here. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a, I think John Snow, who's obviously uh, linked to the company, said Felix Dennis would have been happy with this sale. Um, do you think he would? I mean, I guess there's an argument that, you know, Felix Dennis, who's synonymous with counterculture, for his uh, the company that he founded to be sold to a, to a private equity company, could be seen as incongruous, couldn't it? <laughs>
2: Lastly, I think that's an excellent question, John. I, look, Felix was never happy about much, right? I don't work with Felix... <laughs> did you ever meet him, John, by the way? Did you ever, I did, did uh, you ever... fleetingly, once. <laughs> then he probably uh, struck us for the guy who, and he was, who... <laughs> usually find an angle to be unhappy about most things, but in this instance, uh, and uh, it, this is a, let's, let's face it, this is, a, this is an important but ultimately academic question, uh, I think he would have been immensely proud of what Dennis has done since his death actually, and I think he would have grumbled a lot on the way, because that was his style, but what Felix really liked, John, uh, my experience of working with Felix, what was really important to him was employing talented people in his company, and mm-hmm. although it's no longer his company, that's still at what, absolutely at the heart of what we do. He was also really keen to keep his name above the door. That was really important to him. And again, in our discussions with the Exponent, this is absolutely fundamental. The Dennis brand is really important to them. You know, they want to keep it. It's a foundation to build on. So I think those two points are important from, from a, a company perspective, but also from a wider perspective. We've continued to grow. Felix has absolutely held bent on growth. Um, we've forged a really close association with the heart of England forest. Mm. And hopefully, by this sale, we've realised enough value for the estate to finish that job, to plant this forest uh, up in uh, Warwickshire. You know, 30,000 uh, acre forest that's bigger than Birmingham. I mean, what an incredible gift to the to the country, you know, both now and in the future to have this forest that will be protected, open access, um, for all to use, just up there, waiting for people to use. I mean, I think anyone at Dennis who's been involved in this sale process can be really proud of that, John. I think there are, there are very few sales that have generated something of, of such significance for the country. I
0: think you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned uh, the, the the kind of spirit to Felix Dennis. So, what have Exponent promised then? Are they, what, they're not going to have a statue of him in the offices or anything like that? Are they? Or, or I mean, how is he going to be? How is he continually going to be remembered then? Well, he's going to get remembered by values. You know, I think you can put statues up and write words on the wall. And actually, you've been to our John, haven't you? You've seen some
2: of the. You know, we have yeah. got some uh, phrases that celebrate what Felix said. You know, his entrepreneurial spirit. But ultimately, it's how you behave, isn't it? It's what you do. And I think what we do is in the spirit of Felix, which is ambitious, opportunistic, entrepreneurial, uh, bold. Uh, we work collaboratively. We have some fun along the way. There are company values, and I think that's that's what Exponent again bought into. So no, I wasn't planning a statue. Uh, I think it might be, might be the odd piece of artwork if we're lucky. But, you know, Felix wants us. In fact, he was very clear um, to me on this before he died that he wanted us to move on. Uh, he kept telling me, oh, James, I'm not going to be reaching out
0: from beyond the grave with a load of paperwork. And that's <laughs> his word. OK, so, so just to be clear, so all, all the proceeds of the sale are going to the heart of England Forest, then? So, I mean, that's that an um, interesting model, isn't it? Yeah. It,
2: that, that is the intention. I mean, that I don't want to get involved in the intricacies of, again, not not really my department. My department is, is uh, Dennis and the, and the team there. Uh,
0: it, actually, the, the price of the sale goes to this state of Felix Dennis. Yeah. And Charity will be a beneficiary or the prime beneficiary of. Okay, uh, that's great. And finally, last question, do, do you think we're going to see more consolidation in this sector then, in, in terms of magazines? Obviously, there has been some deals recently, hasn't there? Do you think we're going to see more of them too?
2: I think that is a, a very likely outcome, John. Uh, it, it's, uh, the magazine sector has been consolidating gently, shall we say, for some years. And I, I think what you're seeing is a, a sort of uh, changing of the guard in some respects, aren't you? You're seeing the really agile technology-driven, ambitious companies go and stronger uh, at the expense of some of the, um, should we say, more traditional approach in magazine publishing. And I think it's only going to continue. And again, I see that as a gold-plated opportunity for Dennis. You know, I mean, there's going to be some really interesting opportunities for us to explore. But yeah, I, I think that's right.
1: Right. Okay, so, that, that's fantastic. All right, thanks very much, James.
0: John, great speaking to you.
1: All right, cheers, bye.